0: Welcome to episode 56, the Christmas edition. Woo! (laughs) Merry Christmas. So, do you experience digestive issues, especially on Christmas? Do you feel like shit after Christmas lunch? If the answer is yes, and I find that it really commonly is because we try and fit all of this amazing goodness in to our bellies, and we struggled to digest it surprisingly. I've got a bunch of tips to help you feel 10 times better after Christmas lunch this year. Today, all right? So, let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't well get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up my healthy friends? Merry Christmas. I hope you have had an amazing year and an amazing lead up to Christmas as well. It's super exciting to be here with you on Christmas Day. I'm fully sitting here in a robe myself recording this so that I can be in the Christmas spirit for when I'm recording this, which I'm only... A couple of days out. So, <laughs> my family did Christmas uh, a couple of weeks ago because my sister is a chef and she, I think her most profitable day for the pub that she runs is actually Christmas Day. So, she's never available. So, we always do it a couple of weeks beforehand. So, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Um, anyway, for those, if you're new here or you've probably heard it before, but it's my mission to help 150 individuals create the healthy lifestyle that they truly want before the end of 2020. So across the next year. Um, and it's super exciting. I'm launching my first online program, which you might have heard a bit, a little bit about in the new year. Um, intermittent fasting, diet and lifestyle optimization. Uh, if you're looking to get more energy, increase your focus and your productivity. Um, You can hit me up on any of my social media if you want to chat about that. I'll be sharing more about it in the coming weeks. But today, I want to jump into this quickly and I don't want to take up too much of your time because it's Christmas. I know that you're probably just going to listen to this episode whilst you're traveling between family members' houses or you're on the way from somewhere or, you know, the point is I'm going to make it short, (laughs) which is not easy for me. So, already already right now, I'm going to say sorry for talking too long. (laughs) <laughs> it seems to be a thing. Um, so, I haven't jumped on and done uh, one of these by myself for a while because I've just had a massive influx of guests, of guests, so many amazing guests. You guys have been so lucky and I've been so lucky as well to be able to interview all of these amazing humans and bring their knowledge via this podcast to you. And it's yeah, it's just so good to have uh, such a community and network behind me of such amazing humans and I'm so grateful to have shared the knowledge with you, but I really do miss jumping on and doing these ones, I get a lot of good feedback from you about these episodes that I do by myself, which is awesome. I mean, I love hanging out with people and talking science and medicine and nutrition, but I also love uh, sharing my own philosophies and theories with you that I work, you know, that I utilize with one-on-one clients, which I'm about to utilize in my online coaching group, which is going to launch in early January, you know, and that I talk about at retreats and etc. etc. I love getting on here and just sharing that knowledge and my education with you because I think that's the useful stuff. That's what I find to be the most important and I'm going to share some of that with you today. So, you're probably listening because you do actually feel like shit on Christmas Day. Most people actually don't feel good <laughs> right and now before you freak out, this is not uh, you know as i've said this is you know this is not about me telling you n- not to eat bad food, not to eat you know the chocolate, or try not to eat mum's or grandma's amazing pudding or whatever you do at Christmas. Everyone's got their little traditions. This is not about that. this is about optimizing your gut to be prepared and The best possible way for the bloody onslaught that you're about to give it. (laughs) Because although we all love those foods and when I had Christmas with my family, I totally indulged in every quote-unquote bad food that you could eat, right? And it's about optimizing the gut to be prepared because even though we know it's bad food and we're going to eat it anyway, it still is Bad food, so it's really hard work for our body to do that you know, to um, source the energy and the metabolic equipment and apparatus in order to achieve successful digestion and excretion of the toxins that we're about to put in. And so, I got three things here, and I'm going to start with the most important because I know you guys are busy. Usually, I'd go the opposite direction; I'd finish with the most important. But today, I'm going to start with the most important because I know that even if you just get as far as this in the podcast, this will be useful too. All right. Um, Number one, doing a breathing exercise. I call it Maddie's Mindful Minute, right? We're going to breathe for one minute. You can even close your eyes. That will enhance the experience before you eat, before you start hoeing into your Christmas lunch, right? We're going to do the four, seven, eight. Breathing exercise. I have my clients do this before every time they eat, and I would encourage you to do this every single time you eat as well. But particularly when you're about to put a massive amount in, and not just a massive amount, but a massive amount of metabolic tasks and and uh, digestive tasks, and also detoxification tasks. Remember, the body interprets what you put into it in two ways: nutrient or toxin. It's it's just that simple, right? And, and unfortunately, a lot of us are putting in toxins a lot. Of the time, but particularly on Christmas Day. So, this is why I breathe this breathing. Breathe in a little bit. That is why, start again. That is why this breathing exercise is going to help that process. You're going to feel less shitty. All right, the four, seven, eight. So, what do we do? We breathe in for four counts or four seconds. We hold it for seven, like we hold that in our diaphragm. So, we breathe into our belly, right? We, belly comes out first before the chest comes out. We hold that in there. For seven seconds, and then we slowly release. We don't release like we're like like a balloon popping, where we release slowly over an eight-second period. And you do this four times, so that roughly equals a minute a minute. Maddie's mindful minute. <laughs> Alright, so it pretty much goes like this. So we're gonna breathe in for four. Ready? One, two, three, four, then you hold, two, three, four, five, six. Seven out two three four five six seven eight boom. You do that four times. Now, the question is why? You're like, Maddie, why are you telling me this? Well, it's like kind of like finance and health. Nobody ever taught you what you really needed to know in school to get about life. Like, no, but why didn't anyone teach us how to do tax? It's kind of like that. Nobody ever taught us to breathe because we just assumed it's just it's an involuntary thing. We don't need to be taught. But a lot of ancient cultures... Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, Babylonian medicine, um, a lot of different cultures, uh, Aboriginal medicine as well, they have mechanisms in which to teach people how to breathe correctly for optimal digestion and optimal biological function. And we're just starting modern medicine and modern nutrition is really just starting to pull, pull these ideas out of the archives and realize that how profound they really are and how the impact that they can have on our body. So, why are we doing this? We're doing this because most of the time, living in the world, and crazy lives that we do, we are in a sympathetic nervous state. So there's parasympathetic and there's sympathetic. They're two separate and they're two opposite. So, sympathetic, you might remember from school biology or, or if you went to uni, did any science, you'd know that the sympathetic is the fight or flight response. And why would we need to fight or fly? We would need to do that if we were running away from a threat, if our lives were in danger. And remember, the important thing is your conscious mind can determine whether it is a real threat or it's just a perceived one. You're just like, oh, that's not that dangerous, but it scared me. Oh, you know, this happened, you know, I'm stressed at work. You not. it's not actually a threat on your life, but your brain, your subconscious brain doesn't know the difference. So, all stresses, all things that put you into a fight or flight response, which is high cortisol levels and high adrenaline, which is, you know, fear-based, puts you into this sympathetic state, turns off parasympathetic. Now, why is this important for Christmas lunch? because when you're in sympathetic, when you're stressed out and at Christmas lunch, <laughs> there are, there's not many families that don't have stressful situations at Christmas, right? Maybe it's the mother-in-law, maybe it's the sibling and, and as a 30-year-old adult, the second you two, you, you and your sibling hang out, you're just taken back to when you were both eight and hated each other like, you know, you just wanted to kill one another. <laughs> you know, we have lots of stressful situations so we're, it's quite common that hanging around our family in these intense sort of times of the year or, or any maybe for you, we're in the sympathetic state. So, we're in fight or flight, which means digestion is halted. When you are in sympathetic, your digestion is halted. And that's the exact same any day of the week. That's exactly why you shouldn't look at your phone when you eat. When You should, you should literally schedule 10 minutes to eat your food. I mean, ideally longer, but most people are really super busy and 10 minutes is, is, is usually a, a, okay to ask for that amount of time. But, but the idea is that you do not want to introduce any degree of stress at all because you want to shift the body into parasympathetic. And doing this breathing exercise four times for a minute, and each time you do it, you will move further in the direction of the parasympathetic nervous system. Now, what does the parasympathetic nervous system do? It controls homeostasis and the body's rest and digest function. That's how you're going to help yourself not feel like shit today is optimize your your belly your guts digestive capacity do not limit it with these stress chemicals okay because you'll be put straight into sympathetic which means your digestion will be halted you'll have constipation you'll have bloating you could have diarrhea depending on what's going on for you you know you could vomit as well that's another common one like that is a result of doing this and and remember this is a spectrum so you might be like nah I feel all right still do the breathing exercise because your threshold for stress is likely to be very high we're all we've all been conditioned to be like no no i don't get stressed too much no not much stress is me and that's because our threshold is super high it doesn't mean that it's good that threshold is it's not good that that threshold is high it's still putting us into sympathetic nervous system response right so The four, seven, eight, do it a minimum of four times. Maybe if you're religious, do it at grace, make it a part of the family thing, do it all together, teach everyone how to do it. Or if you're not, just take a moment, just take a moment before you do, before you dive into your food and just, you know, get into this state and you're going to feel pretty chill after you do it because you're really oxygenating your blood and you're going to feel really relaxed and you're going to be like, oh... You might even feel a little dizzy in your head because you're um, drastically increasing the amount of oxygen going into the blood, but that's where you want to be. That's where you want to be. Almost that pre-sleep phase, you know, like you're really in a parasympathetic. And that's the best state for healing as well if you do have any health issues. Anyway, I've been banging on about this one a lot. That's because it's the most important. So even if you only make it up to here in the podcast because you're about to rush in and deal with your mother-in-law... I'm not speaking from experience, I promise um, then this is the most important one. All right, number two number two, try to chew with your mouth closed right? When you chew with your mouth open or talk while you chew or you, or you eat too fast, you absorb oxygen, right? You absorb additional air. Now remember when we breathe, where's the oxygen go? The oxygen goes to our lungs. But when we eat with our mouth open or we do it really quickly or we talk with our food in our mouth, where does the air that we put into our mouth go? It goes into our stomach, not our lungs, right? And this is a really strong contributor to indigestion, having those that the heartburn, that pain, that shitty feeling in your gut. Because remember, when we say the word gas... Oxygen is a gas, but we don't see it as a gas because it's safe. And most people associate gas, the word gas is like something toxic or something we should not breathe. But in the context of chemistry and biochemistry, oxygen is just a gas. And when there's a gas in a place that it shouldn't be, like gas in your stomach that is incorrect for that environment right so you're going to cause problems you're going to cause that the bacteria in there is going to be exposed to an increase of oxygen in the environment and, and respond accordingly not only that but the gas takes up physical space That you know that contributes to bloating and it also will have some degree of impact on the acidity of your stomach because again you've introduced like and when I say gas in chemistry terms gas is a, is a liquid like as in, as in like oxygen air the air we breathe is considered a liquid it's just in Vapor form, right? And so the idea is that it takes up physical space in your gut and therefore it impacts the acidity of the environment down there. So make sure you close your chomper when you're eating. You know that annoying family member that's always just like <coughs> eating like a cow, and your mum's like, shut your mouth, you sound like a bloody cow. <laughs> If that's you, you should shut your mouth because you're not aiding your digestion. You're not aiding your digestion. In fact, you're hindering it. You're making it more difficult. You're introducing a gas, that gas being oxygen, to an environment that should not have excess oxygen or additional oxygen. That oxygen oxygen should be going to your lungs. (laughs) All right. The link is in the show notes below. Number three. Boom. Here we are. All right. So we've got a bit of a Maddie's marketing myth here. I definitely grew up with the concept of uh, around the dinner table or after dinner of washing my food down. And you might have you might have heard that in social situations, like, um, you know, maybe somebody's kind of choked on something or coughed. In, and that the, the words we use is: oh, here, wash it down with a glass of insert. Whatever beverage, in- wash it down with a glass of milk, wash it down with some water, you know, whatever it might be. And so the idea is that this is a bit of a marketing myth or, you know, one that's been perpetuated in our families. I'm not actually sure where it originated, but here's the problem: is that introducing liquids, particularly liquids, to your gut, they interrupt the acidity of your stomach. They make it more difficult for your stomach to reach the correct acidity level in order to digest the food, right? In order to break it down. So, if you're constantly drinking heaps of water right before, or it doesn't have to just be water, I'll get into a couple in a minute, but if you're constantly drinking a liquid right up until when you eat, during when you eat and after, you're going to have some real digestive issues because it's that in the next 24 hours. And this is often why heartburn happens on events like Christmas. It's because we're drinking loads of beer, loads of wine, loads of anything on top of an absolute abundance of food, a bunch of foods which we probably wouldn't normally eat either, And so, our stomach is trying desperately so hard in order to get the resources into the gut in order to get the acidity to the right level so that the gut acid is at the right level to pull the food apart, send it where it needs to go, metabolize it, etc., etc. When this doesn't happen at the correct rate, you start to feel bloated, you start to feel pain, your body starts to freak out and do its job ineffectively and incorrectly because it doesn't have the correct tools that would normally be available. Now, on a pH scale, so pH, we're talking about the acidity level or alkalinity level. In chemistry, it's actually basic or acidic, but in sort of nutrition world, we call it acidic or alkaline, right? And so in this context uh, 14 is basic or extremely basic or um, extremely alkaline and zero is extremely acidic right And the human body sits around 7 point three five right and it, this is going on further to the marketing myth stuff is actually this is um, this is one of those sort of things. There's so many products out there. Uh, you know, alkaline water at, you know, whatever alkalinity it is, you know, of nine or whatever. Because no matter what you put into the gut, the gut is going to go straight to its necessary acidity level. So you can put whatever acidic things into your gut, you know, in order to be like, oh look, you know, I'm 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 drinking alkaline water. The gut is gonna just make it acidic. You're just gonna you're just giving the body a greater task. So the best type of water to put into your body, FYI, is that closest to your body, right? Is seven, is around the seven mark, and most things we eat and drink should be around seven because your body, your body controls your pH level like crazy. It's one of the most tightly regulated functions of your body. But how does this impact digestion on Christmas Day when we're hoeing down all of the good shit? (laughs) Right? So, it just simply dilutes it. It's that basic, right? Oh, it's funny that I'm using that word. (laughs) So, the hydrochloric acid in the stomach sits at somewhere depending on who you are and how how your health is, somewhere between 1.5 to 3.5. Remember, zero is like extreme acidic. It's like 100% acidic. So, we're, we're pretty close there at the 1.5 to 3.5 and healthy and natural blood and your bodily fluids sit around 7 seven and a little bit, right? So, the stomach acid is really quite acidic. And so, anything that you put into it is is going to be taken down or going to be broken down in a liquid that is really quite acidic. And so, There are drinks on either side of the spectrum that we should avoid, whether it be Christmas Day or not, um, in order to make our digestion optimal. So, I'm just... Letting you guys know this because I know you're probably going to have a beer beforehand, wine beforehand, and that's totally fine. I did both of those things at my family Christmas a couple of weeks ago. And so the idea though is to try and just give yourself a bit of a gap while you're eating. Don't have a swig of a beverage, unless you're choking to death or something like that is happening. Don't have a swig of the beverage during mealtime. You don't want to dilute those liquids that are going to do the hard work that you're about to load into it. <laughs> right. And so there's a couple of uh, things that I want to make you aware of. So there's a couple of drinks that are likely to increase your stomach acid, um, sort of make it more acidic, so go beyond that stomach acidity level, which is just as problematic as being too alkaline. Um, so, juices that are – or smoothies that are high with citrus fruits. So, you know, orange, too much orange juice, um, smoothies that are just really just loaded with fruit and there's most places, most cafes have – people think they're being super healthy and they're just – it's just straight up fruit. Um, and usually, citrus is, is pretty heavily involved as well because it makes it sweet and yummy, familiar flavors. Um, and I mean, like speaking of citrus, like lemon is literally used to wash, wash things like like fancy metal cookware, like it's a really strong acid. Then another one, and I know you guys aren't going to like this one, but coffee, coffee can cause excess gastric acid, like acid secretions in your gut. But, and a lot of people within the intermittent fasting conversation, can I drink coffee? The whole point, in my personal opinion of a successful intermittent fasting schedule is not fat loss it is gut health which then leads to the rest of your body's health 70 to 90% of your immune system sits in your gut intermittent fasting is not about weight loss it's about gut health fundamentally, because that impacts your energy levels, impacts your focus and impacts thus your productivity and your well-being so intermittent fasting, and people are always asking me with you know, can I have my coffee in the morning?" well, yeah, but you're unnecessarily switching your stomach acids on and and, and excreting them to a very tiny load of digestion. there's no physical food in there to digest so Unfortunately, drinking a coffee during intermittent fasting is less than ideal. But the point is that it's something that contributes to the acidic environment, right? And the other one is alcohol. Even though I know you guys are going to drink some, I'm just letting you know that alcohol contributes to that acidity of the stomach. And remember, even though we know stomach acid is acid, when I say this stuff, I'm saying that you're pushing it beyond the the parameters of where stomach acid should sit in regards to its acid content. And all right, there's um, and on the other end of the spectrum, drinks that are likely to increase the alkalinity, right? So go in the other direction. So dilute the acidity of the stomach. So we're talking like your nut milks are quite alkaline. So when you've got an acidic stomach, so you know, an acid uh, level, when you have your stomach sitting in normal range between that 1.5 and 3.5, nut milks are going to send that more towards the 7, right? They're going to make it more alkaline. So guess what? Same with coconut water, same with water, like actual water. So what does that, that's why we shouldn't drink whilst we eat because the body is going to have to put more effort into dragging that acidity back down, back down, back down to the more acid level, right? So we don't want to complicate the gut's tasks. It's already got a shit ton to do today, guys. (laughs) It's just got tons. And if you've got multiple rounds, like go around these things a few times. So anyway, that's the three. Shit, I've already talked for way longer than I expected. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so these these are the three things. The breathing exercise is the most important. Do that before you eat. Like these rules are just forever, but I'm just telling you today because these are just some small little hacks that can take you from feeling like shit to feeling like a normal person before the problem happens, right? Just think about what happened last year and every last year for like the last 25 years. <laughs> so, number one, breathing exercises. Number two, do not chew with your mouth open. Don't eat too fast and don't talk while you chew. Don't introduce oxygen to your gut. Number three, don't wash it down. And if you do actually, a little tip for number three, if you do, the Japanese are great at this. So, if you've ever eaten uh, with Japanese people or been to Japan or even some of the Japanese restaurants, they give you hot water. Because your esophagus and your gut is a muscle. And just like going hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold on your bicep, guess what happens? It ends up cramping. It's the same with your internal muscles. So if you do have to have a drink whilst you're eating or you do have to, you know, before and after, hot water, hot or, hot or you know, warm water to soothe those muscles that are about to do a shit ton of work for you. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to jump off here. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't listened on Christmas, all of these rules still apply. I'm really excited for my online program and everybody that has shared interest in being involved in that intermittent fasting to improve your energy levels, your focus and productivity. So if you're a business owner or a nine to five hustler, more like eight to six, (laughs) reach out to me on Instagram, send me an email podcast at maddielandsdown.com and I can introduce you to the program. Um, The first 20 spots have nearly sold out. That isn't like me trying to be a marketing gimmick. (laughs) They literally have, which I'm stoked about. But the second intake will be being open very soon. So please put your name on the expression of interest list. Just send me a message and we can have a chat about it. Um, What else is happening? New Year's coming, which is awesome. Uh, I've been advertising the last few weeks my ebook. Um, just been flat out. I haven't finished it yet. I'm sorry. It's coming though. It's coming. I'm Going to do a little ebook on uh, whether or not intermittent fasting is the right thing for you. Um, obviously, I think it is, but you need to read the ebook in order to understand yourself as a human and your genetics to understand why it might be useful for you and how it could you could be beneficial. But anyway, guys, I'm gonna get off. I hope you have an amazing day with your family. Or and and you know what? Even if you don't, that's okay. You know, if you don't have a family that's okay too. Christmas is about, you know, it's just about enjoying your life. And if that is enjoying it with family members or friends, or just taking some time out for yourself to listen to my podcast or binge on Maddie (laughs) Lansdowne, I hope your life's more exciting than that. (laughs) But whatever it is for you to make today special, I hope it's great. And that you just have a, a great time. Like most people are off work and chilling and, you know, coming into the new year. Just start thinking about how great things are going to be moving forward and the lessons that you've learned in the last year. Anyway, guys, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy whatever your tradition, religion, atheist perspective on the reality is. I just hope you have a good day. Anyway, I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. See you later. See you next year, actually. <laughs> Bye.